How's it going? How have you been? Uh, sorry, the podcast is a day late over here, really a day and a half. Or, um, But uh, things have just been a little bit crazy and exciting and busy, but also kind of calm and chill. So I don't know. I feel like I've been, I feel like time is flying by, but it's also standing still. Uh, I feel like Buster Keaton just hanging on the back of a train. But also things are pretty cool and uh, calm and things have been fun. So I hope you're doing well um, playing the little Art and Luthery guitar. I was satisfied to, uh, I took it off the wall and it was still in tune. Which, uh, so maybe this isn't, you know, such a beater after all. I'm going to Denver in a couple of days, which I'm really excited about. I've never been to Colorado. And um, I'm playing a couple of gigs there, which will be really fun. I feel it's almost haughty to show up at a place and just play a show your first time there. But uh, if I'm going to be doing this, I'm going to have to get used to that and uh, maybe get over that little weird principle I've decided is half important. Um, But... I'm uh, I'm just excited for the weather. I want to get out into the mountains and do a little bit of hiking. And I'm anticipating, uh, hopefully feeling the elevation a little bit. That'll be exciting. Um, Yeah, I I feel like everything's, I'm I'm kind of in the thick of it. And it's hard to articulate um, where I've been at, but... You know, the honeymoon phase here in Nashville is far from over. I'm just, I'm loving it. I'm having such a good time. Um, I, I I played this little gig last night, and, you know, you just, before you know it, you are you know everybody, and everybody knows you, and you're a bunch of friends. And um, I was doing this, like, uh, there's this band called Blue House Band, and they do almost like uh, an open mic, but you jump on, and the, there's a band that backs you up. So I went to see my buddy Grant. He he was gonna do it, and uh, but I'm fr- I'm friends with the band, so they you know they convinced me to come up, which is really sweet of them. They didn't have to do that, and uh, we did a song. I threw a little clip uh, of it on, on on my Instagram, but it was really really fun, and you know it's amazing seeing people go up and you sort of without even realizing it, you're judging the way they look. You know you're kind of judging. You're like, let's see if they're any good. You know, you're really, that's that's what a stage is. You know, a stage is where you are judged. Um, and even at a warm, kind of calm atmosphere like an open mic, you still, it's fun to be blown away. And it's kind of not fun to, to see somebody really, you know, makes you pretty uncomfortable if they're just, you know, awful. Um, and there were quite a few people that blew me that hell away. It was just so inspiring and so beautiful. I was a little bit out of it. I was kind of really tired. I had a long day. Went, went on a really nice hike and um, uh, cooked a fat steak up for dinner. It was a, it was a good long day. Um, but I don't know, man. There's so there. I'd love to describe everyone that blew me away, but you know, some of it was just I can't even describe it except that you know it's beautiful. 
there's this girl went up who now I know her and we're friends. Uh, we actually hung out again tonight. Um, but she went up and she was just so uh, raw and honest and open. She was pouring her guts out on stage. It was really, really, you know, just a reminder that, you know, you pour your heart out over the craft sometimes. And then there was this gentleman from California, kind of looked like a, a Ron White, the comedian, you know, like just classic old Texan, just, just like, you know, gorgeous old man, white hair. Um, and he, he was playing a really pretty guitar and I just had a feeling about him. I'm like, this guy feel, he feels like he's famous, but he isn't, you know, cause he's at a little open mic in Nashville with me, but he started playing and his song was incredible. And I was really blown away by him and something about his demeanor, his charisma, his, just a look in his eye. I was like, you, you could have been something, couldn't you? You, you could have been somebody. And it's funny, the songs, you know, he, he introduced a song as one of the most autobiographical songs you ever wrote, and it's about, you know, being an alcoholic and all that. And I, I wonder if, you know, he sort of like was, was staring down the hallway of stardom and just, you know, shit the bed. I mean, and I, I'd love to talk to him. Maybe I'll even get him on the podcast, but he was incredible. And the coolest thing was, you know, I, I just, I loved him and I, I tried to express that, you know. And, um, and afterwards, when I played at the end of the night, he said, uh, he said, for my money, you were the best one here tonight. And that meant so much from him because it was one of those, like, I just felt like we had, we were on a similar wavelength of like, I just saw his beauty and, um, you know, and, and the fact that he enjoyed what I did was really, really cool. Like that just made me happy. Uh, it was an honor. So Ellie, our cat, um, she she hasn't been. She she was up. She woke me up in the middle of the night last night, like crying. And I didn't know what was going on. Um, we had left one of the windows open, so it might have been that she was either cold or just like, um, there were sounds out there that were freaking her out. I don't know, but you know, I just kind of sat up with her and you know tried to comfort her and you know get her to go back to sleep and. You know, she's a cat, but by God, is she a freaking little baby. <laughs> like, um, it's, it's just crazy, man, how much I love this stupid creature that lives in my house. I really, uh, I, I care about her. Uh, but she's really recently discussed, she's almost, she's literally a toddler. She's like, as if she's teething, you know, she likes chewing on stuff. And she recently discovered that my belts are, uh, leather belts are really fun chew toys. And I just saw, and I have this really nice belt that this guy David in Chicago made me out of like a beautiful leather, made it by hand, you know, and uh, the buckles, like Japanese brass, just a really nice, it looks like a regular belt, but it's really beautiful material and, you know, it's fun. Like I was able to, um, uh, you know, support a local artisan, shall we say. And uh, Ellie just, now it's got her, all her claw marks in it and her teeth marks. So she's been a bad girl, but. But despite that, you know, I love this this being, and um, you know, I feel like I don't talk her talk, talk I don't talk about her enough on this podcast, you know. But really, um, you know the the amount of love and kind of mischievous curiosity and excitement she's brought into my life is really is something special, man. And you know, for those of you who have pets, you're like, yeah, of course, we, you know, that's how it is. But 
growing up, I had pets. Like I had, I had a couple of iguanas, I had rabbits, I had snakes, I had turtles, but uh, never had, definitely never had a house cat and was never responsible for the thing. You know, it's different, and especially her. She's such a weird, needy creature. She's definitely not a normal cat. Um. The other week we had a we had a bunch of people over. It was Kate's birthday, and so over the weekend we just had a bunch of friends over, and it was just I, again it was like this reminder of just how many wonderful friends we've made here in Nashville, and everybody it was just beautiful, beautiful, and people brought wine, and it was just so cute. We had the best time, and Ellie's just kind of sitting in the middle of a living room, just loving everybody, and you know people have a a similar reaction to her, like. Uh, a buddy of mine, David, was he's traveling across country, and so um, he he stayed over, and Ellie just loved him. <laughs> and there's this moment where we're hanging out on the couch, and Ellie jumps up on him, and she starts she does like floppies, like she falls over, and he kind of looked to me because he's not used to cats and stuff. He's like, "Should I be worried?" I'm like, "No, she's like the gentlest thing." But I kind of really empathize with like, "Yes, yeah, she's this creature, and you don't know what they're gonna do." Uh, but she's just like I. It's crazy how much I trust this little being, you know, this thing. She's just such a sweet heart, such a sweet soul. It's pretty cool, man. So I played a gig um, with Allison, Leia, and we had the best time. We had so much fun. Uh, I just did three songs. I did. Um, I did. January Eyes, Cafe in Paris, and um, Country Bum. And it was really cool. I was able to, I feel like, give myself over, hopefully, you know, half convincingly. And um, we were celebrating Allison's new tune. Um, She's also putting out a record soon. So it was just one of those, like, we're hanging out. And then Allison did a new song, and it blew me the hell away. That was exciting. I couldn't stop smiling. And a bunch of friends came out. And um, it's funny because, you know, I I put out a song uh, a week or a couple weeks ago now. And there was this great relief. Sorry, I put put my phone on silent. There was this great relief of, um, of celebrating somebody else's work for a minute. You know, and it was really, really fun. It's like... It was such a cool way. And that's something that we do here in Nashville is like if you do something cool, you celebrate by like playing gig with your friends, you know, and and, uh, showcasing your friends, putting a spotlight on your friends. It's just a really wholesome, fun way to do it. Um, I got I got coffee with somebody who's sort of new to town today. And, you know, I I uh, I feel like I'm just becoming I think I'm so enthusiastic because I feel so welcome here and you know um i don't know it's it's uh it's pretty cool i i i shouldn't even say it you know i'm but uh but even when it becomes kind of boring or i become less starry-eyed and the honeymoon phase is over i'm st- still gonna be great you know it's still gonna be good it's just a good place so um yeah that's that I want to do a song, but before that, uh, I never, we never properly talked about, um, Geth's enemy, uh, Geth, 
Yeah, Gethsemane, Gethsemane. Okay, so there's this monastery, a Catholic monk monastery in Kentucky that my buddy Eli, dear friend, uh, went to and, you know, um, told me, he told me about it. And he described it. And it's a really special place. It's this monastery in the mountains in Kentucky, and it's surrounded by, like, thousands of acres of, like, fields and forests where it's part of the thing, and you could kind of roam. And and it's a... It's a these these monks have taken a vow of silence. They don't talk, except for an hour a day. They get together for mass and stuff, and they sing. They'll sing like psalms and prayers and stuff, but they don't talk. They've taken a vow of silence, you know, to fully devote themselves to their Lord. And so I was very intrigued, and we we're just hanging out. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm actually going this week." He's like, "Great, can I come along?" He's like, "Yeah, it'd be awesome." So we went. And uh, like I mentioned, we stopped on the way. Well, we stopped in Bowling Green, Kentucky, home of Cage Elephant. That was fun. Went to Spencer's Coffee House or Spencer's Cafe. And um, I got just an awesome croissant with turkey and pesto. Delicious. Just really, you know, oh, just hit the nail on the head. Got a coffee. Um, at that time, I had, Kate had brought some zucchini bread from upstate New York. She had visited New York. So I had that with my coffee. It was just a great drive. Hanging out, we're talking, we're listening to music, and um, we stop at Abraham Lincoln's childhood, you know, holler, his home, his little ranch, and then I found a fossil in the creek bed, right, you know, where Abe Lincoln would have played as a kid, and that was wild. I sent a picture it to picture of it to my friend who knows fossils, and she said. Uh, she described it. She she gave me the name of it. Um, I I could look back at our messages, but. You know, and she describes, well, it's like, well, Kentucky is this kind of thing, so it's this many millions of years old, and, like, it was just insane. Um, and we went, you know, we got there, and it's really beautiful, and the, the weather was gorgeous, and um, we went pretty much straight into the, the, the church, and they we, we got there just in time for Mass, and they walked in in their robes, and they're very like, there's a sort of sweet, there was a sweetness in the air. There's a real gentleness in the air. There's a humility in the air. And, you know, they, they sang. And I, I sat there and listened. And it was extremely moving and really, really beautiful. It felt holy. And it's funny, this was on, that's the day before Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur. Um, Yom Kippur is a secular way of saying it. Yom Kippur or Yom Kippur. Um, and, you know, and I was trying to, I always flirt with any of the, the, the Jewish holidays, trying to, you know, reconcile and decide what does or doesn't mean anything to me. And, um, you know, and it's a day of reckoning and all that. <coughs> Excuse me. And... Uh, you know, and it's silent. There's no talking. And we're on the ground, so we're respecting that. And then we go off into this garden. And, you know, we sort of go our separate ways, different parts of the garden. There's a little cemetery, you know, looked around. And it's all just silence. And I, you know, left my phone in the car. Or maybe I had, I didn't look at it. And I kind of, you know, I did my own version of meditation for a couple of hours. And it was... It was really special. You know, some of it was just like looking at a tree, watching an ant, you know, um, go about its business. And 
I was trying very hard to like not force myself or not judge myself or not meditating properly or anything like that. Um, I was just trying to be present and be curious and appreciate that there are these, these people that have taken this vow of silence and are devoting themselves uh, in such a significant way. And they're Trappist monks, and the monastery is an extremely open, you know, it's very open to other faiths. And the, uh, the Dalai Lama actually visited there, I believe, in the late 90s. And um, there's a real joy to it. You know, it's not this, like, solemn, dark uh, thing. It was just very, very light. And so I I definitely think I'm going to go back there. And it's funny. It's funny the, 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 the places you find faith or holiness or uh, spirituality. Because um, I find it every, I find it in all kinds of places. I, I certainly find it in books of poetry. Poetry that might even be, you know, some people might even consider half vulgar using the word half a lot because, you know, that's life. Life is, nothing is everything. Um, you know, I certainly find spirituality just, uh, I was listening to a podcast today uh, with a bunch of archaeologists talking about Clovis points and um, Pleistocene period um, humans and animals uh, in, you know, in, in the Americas. We're talking from, I think, uh, I think around like 14, 15,000 years ago and all, and all that. And, you know, just talking to these archaeologists and the way they talk is with such like sort of curiosity, but also um, humility uh, and and love of their craft and sort of this reverence, but with but in, in a non-ritualistic manner. It's just what they do. And um, they were talking about um, doing studies on you know, trying to butcher a bison with old, with Clovis period stone tools. So stone tools that we found in archaeological digs or replicas of them um, so that they could better understand like the markings on the bones of bisons that were found, you know, together with these things and like different archaeological uh, digs. Um, you know, and, and just though I'm me trying to describe it to you, it's like clear how much of an idiot I am, but I feel in awe and excited and inspired, you know, and maybe one day I'll learn more about this stuff. And, but, you know, even now, like I find great spiritual meaning there, you know, I feel connected and present and grounded and humble and, uh, and all that good stuff, you know? Um, and, uh, I, fa I found it in, you know, in a Catholic monastery in Kentucky. And I guess I'm proud that I didn't let my cynicism of organized religion or my my hurt and resentment for the the the, the limited but 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 somewhat significant ways that you know religion have hurt me. And you know, there's beauty everywhere, and there's so much beauty in the Jewish religion. There's so much gorgeous mysticism and and wonderful people, of course, that are that are carrying it out in really magnificent ways. And, you know, the, the more I can be curious and humbled by my own, <laughs> like, by the insignificance of my own opinions, you know, um, the better I think my, my life will get. Um, and uh, I was talking to a buddy uh, today and we were joking how uh, she's Jewish, too. And we we're talking about how we came to Nashville. We were not anticipating or hoping to have any relationship with you know, the Jewish faith, but, you know, they, they have a way of finding you. 
and they found me, man. And I have all these lovely Jewish friends here. And um, it's uh, it's cool. You know, I'm just trying to be open and not not push anybody who's full of goodness in their heart and love away. Um, you know, that being said, parts of religion are utter horseshit, uh, but some of it isn't. So, and what, what the hell do I know? So I'm just trying to get by and survive and, and enjoy the ride. Um, real quick, I'd love to, uh, I want to sing you a song, but I want to read you a little, it's not a, it's just something I wrote this, this, the other day, a couple of days ago while eating, waiting for a crepe, but, uh, it's, it's nothing too significant, but, um, I just, I'd, I'd like to share it with you it's a short little ditty um i don't know what it's called but it goes like it goes like it goes like this okay the skies are whiskey gray today and the hills here are rusty brown with blue and yellow outcroppings i hear chatter and utensils and the occasional dog prayer there's a bear a hundred miles away looking for a meal there's an underpaid and overtired cook preparing a turkey and cilantro crepe for me as we speak. The whole world is happening, and I'm ready for war. But all I can really see is this black metal table, and all I hear is the sparrow and two middle-aged women discussing their career paths. I'm enamored by the silence. By the, by the silence, though. Um, I'm enamored by the silence of the bushes, the old Dodge camper and the old man behind me drinking a Mexican Coke. There she comes. She's ready for war, too. Um, anyway, yeah, that was a little ditty. Uh, but I wrote a bunch of songs this week, too, uh, which were pretty pretty fun. Um, Why the Hurry, that was a fun one. Um, one is labeled, Kate doesn't like this song because she was texting while I was writing it. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not very nice. I'm annoying. Um, then I wrote a really fun one called Shoot the Messenger that I just loved. Um, and, uh, yeah. So I'd love to sing you this song I, I sang the other day on stage. It's called Cafe in Paris. Just a little little love song that, um, uh, yeah, it was, it was fun to play. I couldn't tell how it went over. One of my friends was like, that was his favorite. But I also felt like it, it kind of bombed. But... Um, but also I was, I was trying not to be too analytical and too annoying. Um, but yeah, here goes Cafe in Paris. Honey, do you see these tears of love? You left me in a cafe. In Paris last month I was drinking my coffee And I thought I saw Your silhouette As the shadows sheltered my heart Filled with regret And I couldn't help But think to myself Where were you when I needed you the most There's an ocean between us 
You're on the opposite coast And all I have to my name Are these raindrops That fall on my skin And I ride by the candlelight Not a soul inside And I dream about where It belongs to you, these tears of love. Well, they'll get me through. Honey, do you see these tears of fear? You left me in a cafe in Paris last year I was drinking my coffee and I dreamed That I saw your silhouette As the shadow sheltered my broken heart Overflowing with regret All my love It belongs to you These tears of love Well, they'll get me through got merchandise out and about um if you'd like it just venmo me 20 25 bucks if i'm gonna ship it to you um if that's too much money uh just just uh send me your address and i'll i'll give you one god damn it um they're 20 bucks for your local and then five bucks for shipping uh they're really really fun there's a few left we sold a bunch we had like 15 or 20 i forget um total and we sold a bunch of them. So there's a few left. And if you like a tote bag with my silhouette with my face on. And it just says most people are lonely. It doesn't even have my name. But uh, that's the title of my next record. Um, real quick, speaking of records, a little just quick update. So Sarah Lee was so much fun to come out. Uh, November 4th, we're putting out the music video for Sarah Lee. And by God, it's a really great music video. And I'm really excited for you to see it. And then you know, a few weeks after that, hopefully we're going to do another new song. And then another new song after that. And then there's going to be EP. The EP will be called Postcards, I believe. And I'm uh, so stoked for that. Um, 
Next really big show in Nashville, we're doing a full band show at the Bowery Vault November 8th. We got Zach Meadows and Ellie Turner on the bill. Awesome, awesome music musicians, and uh, I'm honored to, to be sharing that night with them. So uh, we've got lots of cool stuff coming up. We're going on tour, baby. Denver, Colorado. If you know anybody in Denver, send them over. Um, they're both So Far Sounds gigs, so there's like a, a link I could just send you where you could get tickets, and it's like a secret location. Um, so it's just overall starry-eyed, excited, um, and there's lots of stuff cooking, and there's stuff happening. Um, check out the new Arctic Monkeys album. It's weird and absolutely beautiful. Um, go listen to that. It's called The Car, Arctic Monkeys. Um, highly recommend that. Check out my buddy Dimitri Stamos, his record. Um, Allison Leia's dropping new music soon. Daryl Ron's record. Um, everybody. Ellie Turner, check her shit out. She should have a song on Spotify called Daughter. Listen to that song. It's freaking amazing. And then lastly, there's an older gentleman I told you about that I shared around with who was absolutely magnificent. And um, he had a song. Well, he had a bunch of songs. Uh, but we've been we've been emailing. And I'm going to see if I could uh, end... I, I'm going to see if I could... Um, it's tricky because it's, it's in an M4A format. It's just in a, a weird audio format. So I'm not going to be able to put it on this podcast, but I might be able to, I might be able to put it at the end. Like, stack it on the end. So I'm going to try to do that in post. Um, if I don't, feel free to email me and just be like, hey, I'd love to hear Frank's song. Trust me, it's worth it. And this guy is just in incredible. Um, the song is called You've Got a Prayer. And, uh, or, or Just a Little. Oh, no, it's called Just a Little. Um, I could just, in case, I'll, I'll just... I'll just play it into the mic from my phone. Hopefully it sounds like something. There's a man on the street, torn shirt and worn shoes. I'm gonna figure out I'm gonna figure out how to get it on this because he he's just he's magnificent. He's so special. Frank Larrabee. Um all right. God love you. Uh thanks so much for hanging out. And um next week hopefully we'll be actually I well we'll figure out next week. So I'm going to Colorado. But um this has been so much fun. I love you for everything, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. There's a man on the street, torn shirt and worn shoes. His sign reads, we'll spend it on beer. And I've been meaning to stop when I find the time. Give him money honest and clear Just a little more time I could talk to that man Do any one of a number of things that I planned Just a little more time I'm always running behind I need just a little more time Well, Melanie May Today is the day Prayer lifted up in the air, angel wings.
prayer It's like a breath of fresh air We need just a little more prayer And when the day is done And darkness comes And worries grow in the night That's the time for a prayer Throw a little love in look better in a new morning light John Daly's dog goes wherever John goes rides shotgun with him all day long and when the boys from the bank came to take back the truck the dog chased him till he couldn't go on there's nothing as lonely a dog lost or as grateful as one who's been found when the call came in from miles away John laced up his shoes started walking that way just a little more love Just a little 